Welcome to the Cowboy Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Terrence, and with me is my co-host, Jason, calling in for the Beck Cave in Indianapolis. Jason, how are you, my good man? I'm doing quite well, sir. Hey, this is the first episode of year two, so automatically having good vibes. Ready to get into it. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening. This is episode 54 of the Cowpop Bros podcast. For the uninitiated, Cowpop Bros is the podcast to hear. We are a weekly podcast for fans of sports, current events, and entertainment. And as always, we are your hosts, Terrence and Jason. And every single Thursday, we bring you a brand new episode where we discuss the current events of the day, sports, and the athletes we love. And even some of the athletes we loathe. No matter the topic, you can expect a really honest and fun exchange of snark while learning through the lens of our 30 years of friendship that originated in Calumet Park, Illinois. Folks, for more Cal Park Bros content, make sure you connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok under the handle Cal Park Bros or Cal Park Bros Podcast for more behind the scenes of the show and just to engage with us every single day. But as I always say, don't forget that the Cal Park Bros Podcast is available to listen and subscribe for free wherever you Listen to podcasts. Like us, love us, share us, follow us. And folks, if you like us, hell, why wouldn't you? That's right, folks. Like Terrence said, we are the podcast to hear and watch. So make sure you're living it, loving it, and doing it. Okay. Um, first segment we're talking about, uh, as Jason has said offline, Mike Tyson's punch out. Um, and frankly, I mean, that's clever. But the real star of the show is... Why Why would you mess with Mike Tyson 30,000 feet in the air? <laughs> Jason, I find it fascinating that literally after we do the CPB Q&A related to who would you rather uh, be, be in a fight with for one minute, Chuck Liddell or Mike Tyson? And of course, you said Chuck Liddell and I said Mike Tyson, but ultimately where we landed was either way, you're going to (laughs) die. It's not going to be a good time for you. We (laughs) we pretty much said, hey, that's a bad idea. And it's especially a bad idea. Thirty thousand feet in the air. Um, And so. We. The story came out um, that Mike Tyson basically was just waylaying this uh, passenger on, on the same plane as him. Um, and pretty much any, a lot of people have seen the the video where Mike Tyson has given this guy the business. And the response has been pretty much pro Mike Tyson at this point from my, from my vantage point. Um, people always see the response. Rarely do they see the antagonistic uh, words and actions prior to the response. And so even with some of Mike Tyson's, you know, checkered history, I think a lot of folks were just like, man, leave this man alone. You know, he's still a celebrity. He's still, you know, world-class Hall of Famer boxer. Um, but that, that's that been my assessment thus far once this story came out. <laughs> Jason, where, where do you land on this? So first off, we were doing the Q&A last week. I actually said I'd rather be in the ring with Mike Tyson for a minute. Uh, my my premise was that hey you know what I think I can for one minute I think I can avoid any heavy punches by him but so so forth and so forth. But that's why this topic kind of came about because it just coincidentally yeah this happened. Uh, what do I say on this? Now of course like you said we all see the video that's put out there like two separate videos sort of the before, the during a little bit of the after. But what's missing like you said 
is what happened. What did that guy sitting behind Mike Tyson do to trigger? Right. You could the first video you can see the guy kind of being open open Mike's business a little bit, trying to play it up for the camera a little bit. And then obviously you see the video of Mike, you know, turn around, you know, swinging on the guy. And then the after video showing the guy with a bloody, a li- I don't want to say when I say bloody, I mean there's a little blood trickling out. Yes, forehead or whatever. However, there are witness statements saying that the guy was being overly aggressive, even saying to the point he was harassing Mike. There were some reports, but I don't know is true. That was a water bottle thrown at Mike. I don't know how whether or not that's true or not. But the videos don't show any of that, really. Right. So all we're going off of his witness statements and the videos, blah, 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 blah. Police didn't file charges. I believe because the the... I don't want to say victim, but the guy who got hit chose not to, which I have a premise as to why he didn't. But my stance is, at the end of the day, again, without seeing what else was in the video, I'd say they were, bo- they were both in the wrong. Right? Obviously, if you're, if you're a, I don't even want to call this guy a fan, but if you're a regular Joe Schmo individual, or a schmuck as Terrence likes to call likes to call people, if you're just a random schmuck, you don't need to be harassing anybody or trying to, you know, get clout on the internet trying because because you're trying to harass Mike Tyson or whatever you're trying to do. But on the flip side of it, if you're Mike Tyson or really any uh, any other celebrity, especially if you're a professional athlete of any kind or especially a former or current professional fighter. You need to know better that you swing on the fan, short of you physically defending yourself because you're being physically physically provoked, we'll say. Short of that, it's not going to turn out good for you in, in many cases when, when you're striking somebody or hitting somebody or kicking somebody or whatever just because they're a fan. Whether it be 30,000 feet in the, on a plane or whether it be at some random bar, restaurant, the local park, whatever. You got to know better. And that kind of leads me quickly to my premise of the guy, I'm surprised that hasn't happened yet, but it wouldn't shock me in the next month or so, two months, whatever, if we see on the news that guy attempts to sue Mike Tyson for getting hit. I mean, I mean the video evidence, evidence is there that obviously it happened. So there's that. Whatever other factors come into play, we'll see. But I did find it kind of weird that he went, the guy went to the police to report the incident but didn't want to file charges. Well, yeah, I think I think your premise is well founded, Jason, because the screams ambulance chaser to me, you know, I don't I don't like the idea that basically um, this guy's going to get a pass because, yeah, it looks like he's kind of being a schmuck. I mean, at one point, Mike Tyson is sitting down and this. Guys, literally hovering over him, and I don't like the idea that basically, oh, because you're a celebrity, that I just have to put up with this shit and 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 suffer these indignities. Because at the end of the day, they they they're both in first class, right? <laughs> And you know, from my from the looks of it, Mike Tyson's minding his own business. 
I always think this is fascinating when people are like, you know, well, that's that's the price of fame. I'm like, mm, I don't I don't accept that 100 percent because like, like what's the price of fame? The price of Basically. fame basically is that people get to treat you like shit. that people ignore your humanity. You know, we, 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 we've talked about a lot of subjects. One of them is consent. And I always thought, think it's, think it's odd when imagine if someone says, Hey, can I get your autograph? And you say, no. And you basically just going to keep hounding this person into submission. Well, I will say that there were reports out there that Mike did take a selfie with the gentleman. So it's not like he didn't, you know, acknowledge the guy at all or at least do something for him. But I definitely see your point exactly. Again, obviously, depending on what happened, selfie gets taken, guy doesn't want to back down. I don't know if he's excited and then it turned into other stuff. I don't know. But I just want to point out that Mike did supposedly acknowledge the guy when it comes to taking a selfie with him, which is probably better than an autograph in 2022, frankly. Um, I just want to put that out there. Go ahead. No, I, I just, I don't, I don't like to be, I don't like the behavior because it just seems like, especially the video I saw, it's like, seems like his, um, the, the guy that I believe his name is Melvin <laughs> and uh, no shade there. But if I were Melvin's friend, I probably would have advised him like, Hey man, Melvin, you got to chill. So you, you have to know your limitations. And it just feels like he very much overplayed his hand. And then, and then he got the hands basically. Yeah. I mean, when, when people say, yeah, that's the price of fame, there is a certain line to that though. I mean, yes. When you have celebrity and you're out in public, there are people that are going to come up to you and want to ask you for your picture, autograph, shake your hand, whatever, it may be. Yes, that's the price of fame. True. Treating like crap. Yeah, that's not. That's over the line. That's when it goes more into the side of the fault of the. Of the again, I, 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 with this guy, I, want, I don't want to say fan, but you put that more in the hands of the fans when they cross the line. Them asking for autograph picture, that's not crossing the line. Yes, of course, you as the celebrity, quote unquote, yes, you have the right to say no because you're still a human being, right? Now, obviously, when you do say no, you're going to run the risk of somebody overreacting one way or another, either getting mad or being a jerk to you or going to the point of harassing you, which this guy, Melvin, which is his name, Melvin Townsend, Townsend III, total black guy name, but Melvin Townsend III, <laughs> yeah, he, he went over the line, clearly. So, yes, there's a price to fame. And I think everybody who signs up to be a celebrity, you have to know that and you have to be okay with it to a certain degree. But again, I go back to, you remember, okay, it sounds kind of weird, but remember some episodes ago we talked about Cain Velasquez and obviously, you know, a lot of people were saying they they wish they would have used his hands instead of using, you know, a gun. So kind of the same thing. Obviously, Glad Tyson didn't use a gun, obviously, which he wouldn't have had because he's on a plane. He chose to use his hands, but even in this scenario, would have been better if he got a flight attendant or something like that as opposed to swinging on somebody. Because again, obviously, 
that puts Mike Tyson in the wrong because, well, you chose to hit the guy. And now if the guy does file a lawsuit, I don't know what could be said for – again, I'm not a lawyer, but I don't know what could be said short of, again, him pushing, pushing you and swinging on you, def- you defending yourself to say you're not going to get sued. So that's why I say they're both in the wrong. But, yes, there is a price of fame, but there's still a line for both parties, fan, quote-unquote, and also the celebrity. You said that um, you don't believe he was actually hurt, <laughs> or it seemed like you were making <laughs> – liked it basically he wasn't really beat up oh the melvin you mean oh yeah well okay so i guess maybe i'm comparing things to how i would imagine that if i got punched in the face several times by mike tyson and the worst i got was a little slight blood trickles in my forehead yeah i got hit by mike tyson but but you know what if my face is still recognizable you know, I think I, I think he didn't get beat up that bad. And again, according to the videos, he like he was pretty coherent enough to still be filmed by his buddy in the opposite seat to, you know, get direction from him. Hey, show me your forehead. Yeah. This- they seem like they were really into documenting the injury. So so again, I think we I can imagine what's coming. I'd be shocked if it didn't. But that's why I say it didn't seem like he was really that hurt or beat up because he's still coherent. He's still focused on getting his buddy the camera shot or whatever. Yeah. And he's not, it wasn't unconscious on the floor. Correct. So that's why I think he wouldn't beat up that bad. So. Yeah. Yeah. I I uh was thinking about that too. It it did feel somewhat performative because I'm like, dude, you just got into an an encounter with a former heavyweight champion of the world. What's up with the pouty McPouty face? Are you having this documented? It's a, he's trying to get a come up. That's what it seems like to me. I mean, I don't know if that's how things started, but that seems to be how it pretty much ended up. Yeah. Hey, you got punched in the face by Mike Tyson. You get that on camera? Let's take a little further. Let me show you my bloody forehead. See these two little trickles right there? That's where Mike Tyson hit me. Give me my money. Yeah. Now, if you thought he didn't say give me my money in the video, but again, just my thoughts. I mean, obviously I'm not in Melvin's head, so I don't know. But no, that's Mike Tyson's job. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, clearly. So yeah, 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 dude. I, 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 I hate the whole thing, uh, and I hate the idea that basically if somebody throws something at you anywhere, that basically you just got to sit there and take it. Um, well, nobody's saying you got to sit there and take it. That's different. And again, like I was saying. Obviously, Mike chose to swing on him, which that was his choice, is what it is. But for the betterment of yourself, to make sure you're not coming out, get, you know, going to lose some money out your pocket, that flight attendant, right, push the call button and say, hey, get this guy out of here. You know, which maybe, which maybe he did and maybe it didn't work. I don't know. But sure, it doesn't seem like it based off the lack of that information in the report. So that doesn't seem like it's what, what, what happened. But that might have been the smarter idea. So no one's saying you got to sit there and take it. I'm not saying that. But from Mike Tyson side of it, probably would have been a better idea for you to not for a trained fighter not to be punching people on planes, short of you again being physically provoked into doing so. Hey man, I I feel like the only thing that was missing was Nick was Nick Cage on that plane. We can get this Con Air two action going. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I. 
also, Mike Tyson's probably got a you know decent legal team. There's no guarantee that these guys are going to win. So when I say guys, because it feels like a team effort. <laughs> no, I mean, and that's fair. Maybe, obviously, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Maybe nothing will come of it. Maybe the guy's got enough embarrassment on his plate. Yeah. Maybe he's, maybe he's got warrants and he's not trying to take it too far. You know, uh, I, I'm not going to go into further into that, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, maybe he's got, maybe he's trying to avoid certain things. So we'll see. Maybe nothing will come of it. Maybe he's got his 15 minutes of fame. Maybe he's, he'll be happy with that. So, yeah. I remember when you said, see, man, he's not he's not bleeding that bad. He aight. I'm like, yeah, he aight because he was up damn near 30,000 feet in the air. <laughs> you know, had it had that had that had that encounter happened on the ground, it might have been a different uh different result. <laughs> uh when it well maybe. Maybe there might have been less. Maybe he might have took the one the one shot knockout and been done. Right to the job, boom, done. No bleeding at all. You're just on the floor unconscious in the airport. So, which is probably even worse. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so it's what it is. Melvin has his 15 minutes of fame, and we'll see what happens from there. And see what Mike does in response. All right. Well, that, folks, that concludes our first segment uh, regarding uh, <laughs> Mike Tyson's punch out. Coming up next on the second segment, we're going to be talking about some changes potentially coming down the pipeline for it. Netflix. Coming up next, Kyle Park Rose. Can you believe it? 53 episodes in, how many messages I've left, and I made it on the actual Cal Park Bros podcast. In a segment, not just a message, but then, in my message to start off the beautiful podcast, the 53rd, the anniversary show, I butcher the pronunciation of Cal Human Park. Now, I'll never be back on the show. Hell, I'll be lucky if they let me back in with a message. Blame it on my Southern Illinois roots. I'd like to apologize to everyone from Cal Union Park, especially the Cal Park groups. Anyways, if this message makes the show, thanks for having me on the segment. It was awesome. I greatly appreciate it. Anyways, maybe this podcast gets rolling. See ya. Welcome back to Cal Park Rose. Jason and I are fresh off the segment and discussing the conflict at 30,000 feet with Mike Tyson and Melvin. Mike versus Melvin. That does have an interesting sound to it. Um, Second segment, we're going to be talking about uh, Netflix and how there are potentially some some changes ahead for the platform. I know there's been a lot of discussion about potential uh, crackdown of sharing of passwords. Uh, I I know personally, um, you know, I'm sharing my password a few with a few family family members. <laughs> Uh, and there might be some changes to that, uh, depending on how Netflix actually addresses this in the coming uh, coming months. And there was an article from CNBC how they t- 
uh, from Alex Sherman that was talking about how password sharing is been effectively something like kind of like speeding. It's like, hey, use, don't abuse. Don't go too crazy with it. Um, and I feel like anytime someone says, hey, there might be some boundaries about how you can use a platform, there's always going to be people just reflexively saying, oh, I don't like this and I'm going to leave. And I'm like, chances are you probably won't, but we'll see. Um, and one of the big things that was going to come out of that is basically when people talk about a crackdown, it's not really a crackdown. They'll probably say, hey, you can have X amount of sub accounts, for example, to add to your account. So I know, for example, Netflix had a, a statement basically saying, oh, you're, you can have X amount of screens. And they effectively know, oh, here's how many. Here's how many boxes effectively <laughs> that you have that password and that username effectively tied to at any given time, right? And so that's effectively what they're going to do, that there'd be almost a, an a la carte fee, <laughs> an add-on. <laughs> it's like adding bacon to a burger at this point, Jason. So And... In this article, Netflix stated that over 100 million households are using a shared password, especially uh, including um, 30 million in the United States and Canada. So it just seems like this is just the nature of the beast to me. And I don't, I don't feel like the average person is going to um, balk at this. If you if you like the service, you'll keep using it. I don't feel like if it's one dollars or two dollars a month additional, you're not gonna make a business decision and say, "Oh, well, just now I'm just gonna quit." So, just just some of my initial thoughts looking at how this potentially might get rolled out, Jason. What are some of yours? So, I I think you're definitely missing the the, the factor here that people definitely will quit Netflix. Not everybody, of course. I do agree with you. Some people are going to make a big deal, but some people will just quit because another thing the article mentions is that Netflix has so much more competition now when it comes to streaming services that's, you know, stream movies, TV shows, whatever it may be. I mean, you got your Disney Pluses, you got your Warner Brothers, you got your Discovery Plus, Paramount, NBC Universal, Amazon Prime, for that matter. Not to mention, you know, Hulu. Not to mention all of our network channels have their own service, CW, ABC, whatever it may be. So if somebody says, you know what, I can't share this stuff anymore. I'm not paying this extra two, three bucks or whatever it's going to be, four or five. Peace out, Netflix. We're done. But another thing to point out, too, is apparently, supposedly, uh, Netflix reported losing 200,000 subscribers in the first quarter. And the next estimation, I'm not sure where they're getting this, they expect to lose another two million uh, over the course of the year, I believe actually in the next quarter. So I, I think Netflix is trying to hang on to some money, as much money as they can. And this is why they're starting to look into making password people, making people who are getting their households, you know, passwords shared or sharing the passwords pay extra. Because think about it. They've been around for, for I think 97 or whatever it was. 
and they'd never care about password sharing before, but now they are. When you start losing money, you're trying to find ways to not lose money or, or make that money back. And the password sharing thing, that's Netflix's solution, I'm sure partially at least, to do that. I saw something, uh, I believe it wasn't CNBC, it might have been CNN, to where they're also going to look into having to like, like a tiered membership system where like the lower tier, you have, you know, you have to have ads and stuff like that in your, in your movies and stuff like that. Obviously something they haven't done already. So that, this password thing to me is them trying to recoup money and not lose money, which as we always say on this show, I'm not going to, you know, everything's all about the money. I'm not going to fault any business or company to try to recoup that is what it is. Just like you said, you yourself are sharing your password with some relatives. Same here. I'm sharing my password with two other households as well. Because why, why, why not? Why the hell not, right? Um, now, what will I do once they initiate all this, you know, paying extra for password sharing? We'll see. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm going to outward just quit Netflix. But I will tell you, all that competition that I mentioned earlier, a little bit, a minute ago, I pretty much have most of those on my TV. So it's not like I don't have options to watch streaming anything. So if I decided to give up Netflix, I wouldn't be short of, you know, TV watching entertainment from multiple streaming services. As I, also, as I mentioned in the Q&A last, last week, Disney Plus is my favorite. I didn't say Netflix. So it's what it is, man. But those are my initial thoughts about this. Yeah, I'm... I'm I'm really interested to see how that's going to play out. To me, it's not that big a deal because every time Netflix indicates, oh, we're going to have a price hike, number one, they rarely do that saying, oh, it's going to be immediately. They typically stagger and say, okay, it's going up for certain people at a certain price. This is going to be the price for new people. And so I feel like they've definitely managed the expectations. I remember, I mean, the going rate for Netflix now is what, like $17, $18, right? And so I remember when it was like 10 And so it's been incremental the last decade anyway. And every time there's a, I feel like that look screams, I'm going to Google this and see what the actual price is. <laughs> um, yeah, bro, that price is a little high, bro. I, if, you pay, if you pay 18 bucks a month for Netflix, I'd say cancel that right now, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, what what is it? What are you paying in it then? It ain't no 18 bucks. I guarantee that. If it, if it went up to 18 bucks, I would have canceled that a long time ago. Okay. Now, I'm not I'm not a cheapskate or nothing like that, but I'm like, nah, bro. I mean, that's the whole reason I got rid of uh, Hulu Live TV because every, every so often kept the price kept creeping up. I remember when I first got Hulu, Hulu Live TV, it was only like forty two, forty five bucks a month. And when I dropped it over the course of a few months, it already gone up to like sixty. I'm like, that's not why I signed up for you guys originally. So I dropped it. So I'm not, you know. Not afraid to drop something just because the price was up a little bit, because partially because again, competition. There were other options for live TV, and that's why I dropped Hulu Live TV. 
because there are other options. So no, I don't need Netflix. Keep going. There's certain shows on there that I'll probably miss out on, but guess what? Watch this, Terrence. Watch this. Watch this. <laughs> so Fooey. what? Fooey. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fancy a guy who swear who's made a lifestyle over, over not caring. No, we're talking no, we're not no one's losing out on their, you know, we're not talking heart surgery here, but we are talking in, you know, entertainment and we are talking about, you know, the cost of goods and services and Netflix, to your point, has a lot of competition. That space has expanded immensely in the last 10 years anyway. I mean, Disney Plus wasn't even like Disney Plus three years ago. So, um, but at the same time, they listen, you can say that you, there are other streaming services that you prefer. Um I feel like Netflix is honestly probably still doing this better than anybody else. And based on what? Because they've been doing it the longest. They've worked to, I never in a million years thought we would have fucking blockbusters with Jamie Foxx, Michael B. Jordan, where you have Netflix exclusives, um, you know, blockbusters where you'd have effectively, Netflix kind of changed the game where you had for the first time, instead of like network TV or, you know, a big studio, for example, a traditional studio, uh, speaking of things like Paramount, where you would have a streaming studio effectively be nominated for best picture. So I do feel like they are the best at this. Like, don't look up. That was a Netflix exclusive. You seem like you're speaking a lot to what they're doing in the past, as opposed to what's going on right now. Don't look up came out this year, dog. What are you talking about? I'm sorry, say that again. Don't look up came out this year. What are you talking about? So you can't. And I have no no idea what that is, sir. Oh, but yeah, that that doesn't change the fact that it happened just because you're not aware of it. I didn't say it didn't happen. What I'm telling you is, you're you're speaking a lot on what they've done in the past. Besides, now obviously they're still doing things currently, but they're doing the things the best. Why are they talking about losing customers? And losing money per quarter, per year, whatever it may be. I mean, I think that's just a natural progression where you're going For the to the first lose time money. in ten years. In ten years. Okay. And so there's a reason why this first time in ten years. Now, I'm not saying they're not a good service, but what I'm saying is you're speaking to a lot of stuff in the past, which is nothing wrong with that. But as of right now, first time in ten years, they're losing they're losing customers. According to them, according to them, it's not everyone else. Everyone else saying it, they're saying. It. So maybe, maybe they might have been the best maybe a year ago, but are they the best right now? And you can't sit here and tell me that they they they, they can make that claim when you're talking about we just lost two hundred thousand people in the last three months, and we're expecting to lose two million more this year. Okay, so here, here's I'm going to put it to you. So let's compare the subscriber base to let's say a Netflix to per to Disney Plus, for example. Like, is it anywhere near as big? See, that's also not a fair comparison, see, because... You, you, you know, oh, so now I'm comparing apples and aircraft carriers. Okay. See, see you, you just want to get that saying in there, but you're not slick. I wasn't even making that correlation whatsoever. Okay. Put it I, way. Not fair. No, 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 no. Hang on, hang on, hang on. So another question that was last week, you've heard of the WWE, correct? No, I've never heard of it. Okay. <laughs> 
So I'll, I presume you're, you have. So, but have you also heard of AEW? <laughs> um, have you? Yes or no? Dude, I've heard of every I've, every fucking wrestling federation okay. on the man. ECW, you name it. What's your point? So, the, the point? The point is the point is more people watch WWE. One, they've been around longer, so yeah, they're gonna have a longer base. They've been doing it for forty plus years, or in the twenty year uh, advantage over AEW. They're seeing on more, multiple channels as of right now. So just because WWE is bigger, doesn't mean AEW isn't better. Talk to a lot of fans, and they would agree that the product right now for for AEW is a lot better. So I to bring that correlation just to say that just because something is bigger, doesn't mean they're better. Like as you mentioned, Netflix has been around the longest. So it stands to reason, yes, they're going to have that that advantage. But that don't mean they're better. Yes, Disney Plus is newer, but also keep in mind Disney Plus also stole a lot of the content that Netflix was carrying too. When it comes to all the Disney stuff, how so, can you say they stole it when it was their actual IPs? Okay, fair enough. I, I, fair, fair, I, fair enough. Fair enough. I need to know. I consider theft. I'm just curious. Fair enough. It, call it what you want. They ain't that fine. But that's one whole point though. That, yeah, Netflix has that huge advantage, but it seems like potentially, depending on how things go, with the losses that they're reporting, if it continues, then maybe that's a sign of people aren't thinking they're the best anymore. Now, some of that may be pricing. Who knows? As of right now, Disney Plus is still only six, seven bucks. I mean, it's gone up, but so what? If it's still half the price of Netflix, you know. And obviously, we'll see how long that, that stays, stays, stays as, it, as it is. But I have to imagine if it stays under 10 bucks, people aren't going to bat an eye when it comes to keeping that Disney Plus subscription as opposed to Netflix. Now, I do want to say, obviously, that I can't speak to all the platforms I don't know, but there are many platforms, streaming platforms, that that also care about sharing passwords. That, like, they don't allow it. I mentioned I had Hulu Live TV before. They were quick to point out to me when I was traveling and I was using somebody's TV and had my password and account set up on that TV. They said, hey, no, we got you signed up here in Indianapolis. You can't be having it in two places. Fix that right now. So obviously other streaming services care about their passwords not being shared. So Netflix wouldn't be original to that. But it's one of those things of you've never allowed it before. Now you're trying to stop me from doing this. I'm comfortable with not sharing, with sharing my password. You're not going to stop me from doing this. I'm going to say, say goodbye to Netflix. Now, another, another another quick correlation here real quick. I'm going to toss it back to you. I used to work at a rec, a rec center down in St. Louis. When I first started there, the the desk staff would never check in any members. They would never make anybody scan in their car. They would just you know let them go by and scan them in manually. Well, due to security reasons, we had to stop doing that all of a sudden. We had to actually make everybody scan. The simplest thing, make everybody scan, not a big deal. You cannot imagine how many people, people flipped out on the desk staff because why are you making me check in? I've been using this gym for seven years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. And some people left their left the member gym over that. Something so simple, so stupid. But because you've been allowing people to do something, they got that air of confidence, whatever you want to call it, to say, I don't have I can check, I can come to this place, not check in, not do this. Well, as soon as you check them, that's when I want to get all mad and want to quit. So it's made that same correlation. People, I know it sounds silly, but people have done it. Trust me. I'm not saying we haven't done it. I'm saying, uh, you know, if people, you know, want to use a service and listen, I, I understand there's more options in this space. I, I 
And listen, I don't have a dog in the fight. I don't give a shit. I'm still going to watch stuff on Netflix. I'm still going to watch stuff on Disney Plus. Hell, I might even get get the Apple joint just to compare because I like what I hear about uh, uh, Ted Lasso. So um, I'm going to ask you about that, by the way. I have a question about that off air. But I, I, I agree with you. I mean, people are, like you are going to still watch Netflix. I'll be very curious to see how the numbers bear out the rest of the year or whenever they decide to do the whole password sharing thing. I know the, an article from NPR said they're going to test out in other countries about the whole, like you said, having people add on um, certain how other households for a certain small fee. Uh, they're testing it out in like Chile, Costa Rica, and Peru for you know, seemingly a small amount of dollars. Um, so we'll see if they do that. They said they're probably not going to do that for a while. Um, not sure how that long the testing is going to be. But like you said earlier, they may test it out probably like it, and then implement it globally, especially in the U.S. and Canada. And I'd be interested to see whenever they do implement that, how many people they lose after that. Which may or may not matter, depending on how many they lose before. So, so you know, if you already lose 4 million people before, what's another million after? So, I mean, yeah. I say that, I say that, but if you're a millionaire, you don't want to lose a million customers. So, so Here's yeah. the thing. I'm willing to guarantee one thing we haven't heard. Everything's got a pricing tier, right? Nearly every good and service you can think of. Good, better, best. I'm dying to know the, the 200,000 that you're projected to lose. No, no. They already, they already lost that. The 200,000, they already lost that. That was the first okay. quarter. Okay. And so the, the projected amount for the year. Two million. Okay. So what happens if they just happen to be two million of their least profitable customers? I don't think we looked at it like that. All money ain't good money. Well, well, how well wait with Netflix, how is my not a profitable customer? They're all paying the same same rate. So what do you so not necessarily like I said, there are pricing tiers. Not everyone is necessarily there's not, there's the same not, there's not a pricing tier now. If I'm not mistaken, everybody's playing as a right. I mean, obviously, different countries can be variants, but and I I know I shouldn't be saying variants in this time of year, but but I think everybody plays the same price. I don't think Netflix has a tiered paying system yet. Now, if they do, somebody correct me, please do. It's based but, off the number of screens you can watch at the same time, champ. Basic okay, well, premium. Okay, I didn't know that. I didn't know that because I never did because it didn't affect me. So, but either way, do you think Netflix wants to lose two million customers regardless of what they're paying? And I know you, and I, and I know you know the answer is no. No, your answer is no. What I'm going to tell you is, until two seconds ago, you had never even considered that. Hey, what if sometimes a, a business will say, you know what, these customers. And the return on investment for those said customers isn't worth, the juice is not worth the squeeze. I am not running Netflix, but I'm willing to bet instead of all the doom and gloom about we're losing X amount of customers, there might be an additional layer that says, I'm going to let those ones fall to the wayside because they're not even bringing the best return on investment. That would, that would make sense if they had a better alternative to replace that money they'd be losing by getting rid of those customers. 
not getting rid of, but letting them fall to the wayside. I'm not disagreeing with your sentiment, but usually that's a premise based off of, well, we're willing to cut the fat here because we're going to fat get more fat from these people we're keeping based off of this additional thing we're adding on. Which what that what's that going to be? I'm not sure what it could be. I mean, y'all, you're a streaming service. It's not like you know you're something else that can actually add value. You know, what I mean, no offense to Netflix or any other streaming service. <laughs> What, but what are you going to offer that's going to say, oh, oh, Netflix is so much better now than it used to be because of X. What's that X going to be? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not willing to just turn it into a commodity. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can only do this. What else are you doing for me? Um, but yeah, I think it'll be really interesting to see how this plays out. Um, I would love to follow up on this, let's say, towards the end of the year, where we see where these subscriber numbers look out. And also, it's a fun thing to look into down the road as, you know, more shows, um, you know, come out towards the end of the year. I feel like every time a company says, oh, we're going to lose this many. I'm like, well, for some people, the only way to go is down. Same for some companies as well. So, all right. That concludes our second segment on the Netflix debate over shared passwords coming up next we're going to be talking about frankly a a serious uh subject uh the uh johnny depp defamation case coming up next on cal park bros Rose, Jason and I are fresh off the segment discussing and dissecting the Netflix uh, password uh, debate. Um, in this third segment, we're going to be talking about something, frankly, a little more important than than streaming services, um, and that is uh, defamation and domestic violence, and the reason why. I, I wanted to bring up this particular topic on the show is because one, it's domestic violence from the perspective of the uh, the man basically um, being abused in this in this scenario, and it's the defamation case for Johnny Depp against uh, his uh, former wife Emma Heard and Jason. Until I brought this up, like, how much did you even know about this? Extremely little. Uh, I think over the weekend, this past weekend, I was, you know, doing stuff on the computer with the TV on in the background. Saw an image of Johnny Depp in the courtroom. I'm like, what did he do? Because I, I didn't hear about anything he had done wrong. So I'm like, why is he in court? And of course, I looked it up and then seen everybody talking about it online. It's like, oh, defamation. I'm like, 
And at that point, I had stopped even looking into it at that point. Um, so the only thing I really knew about it, about some, him getting his finger cut off or whatever, which obviously I've read about it now to know what that was all about. But I'm aware of it now, more so from yesterday after we talked about it. Um, so, yeah, a little new to me. Yeah, and I, and I think a, a big debate that I've noticed from social media um, since the cases kind of picked up in prominence, more people talking about it on Facebook or Twitter, um, is that basically Amber Heard has effectively gone on wax and said that yes, she 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 was um, basically physically hitting him. So um, that's been the real bombshell to me is there was a lot of threatening back and forth about from her to him basically saying that no one's going to, you're, 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 you're a man in Hollywood. No one's going to believe you if, if this actually comes to light. No, 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 no. It wasn't even that. From what I was reading, she was indicating that no one's going to believe you just because you're a, a, a white man, basically. That's what she said, essentially. Paraphrasing, of course, but the quote's out there. So it had nothing to do with him being in Hollywood just because she felt like no one's going to believe him because he's a, a white a white man. Probably more so just for the fact he's a man, which, which she's probably not incorrect, obviously not incorrect. So sorry to cut you off, but I wanted to put that out there. No, I I think the, the one thing that I've noticed is that I've observed um, – women on uh on my facebook feed and my and my twitter feed uh, they have been the the staunchest um um the most voc- vocal about uh her behavior and um her behavior in this case her behavior um towards him and so it's just very peculiar because you know, typically there's a, there's a lot of domestic violence situations where number one, victims don't even come forward at all. And it's even more so rare when it's a man. And then here we are because of basically an editorial that Amber Heard put out years ago, but everybody kind of knew in Hollywood she was talking about Johnny Depp and that's really the crux of this matter. You know, Johnny Depp, as many people know, kind of got blackballed. He got booted from Pirates of the Caribbean. He really hasn't had um, a a sniff at the limelight um, as a result of that, of that editorial piece. Uh, And, and now that it's come to light that basically, Hey, she is also she doesn't come she doesn't come to the table with clean hands a lot of people are starting to reevaluate many of the things that she said during that time and so that is what struck to, to me is that just so uh blatant that she never thought in a million years that it would actually come back to bite her and I think what 
is really illuminating is that so many women, ironically coming to Johnny Depp's defense because they 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 see these behaviors. Um, and so in seeing this play out in real time during this court case has been insane. And of course, what I or what I really don't like is that people are basically going back and kind of retconning the whole thing and basically saying that, oh, you know, he's got these problems. Look at the, the other issues he's had, either related to drug use or or drinking or anything like along those lines. And I'm like, okay, what if this is a situation where they're both wrong? Right. Like both things can be true. Like we're not seeking to, or at least I'm not, I'm not seeking to absolve him hundred percent of anything. I'm simply stating, okay, this is not hundred percent is the way she drew it up originally. And for me, that's been the, um, the, the fascinating part of that case is that, often any sort of, you know, fallout from a marriage like that. It's often what this one person said, what this other person said, and somewhere in the middle is probably the truth. Thoughts on that? So question, <clears throat> question for you. So obviously, what's the news now is what's going is what's going on in the basically Johnny Depp's defamation trial when it comes to what's going on in the U.S. Uh, what are your thoughts on if you are aware of this? What were your thoughts on the fact that in 2020, a British judge determined that there was overwhelming evidence, quote unquote, that Johnny assaulted Miss Heard repeatedly over the course of the course of the marriage. Right, but that's involving what? What does that involve? Is that a defamation case you're talking about, or is that a like what sort of case is that? Uh, appears to be like a actual legal case of some. Actually, no, no, no. Well, we know it's legal. It, it, it must yeah. be a definite. Well, well, I don't think it was criminal because he obviously he's not in jail. But I, mean, I don't, I don't know the answer to that. I didn't look, look at that. Look at. That much about it, so I didn't think that actually wasn't. I didn't find much about it when I looked. I, I didn't look very long, to be honest with you. I'm just asking from a perspective of like pretty much what you just said. That there's one side, there's another side. He says she's the abuser. She says he's done it. We have a judge agreeing to her side just two years ago. Different country, obviously, but that's what the case is heard. So I was asking your thoughts about the difference of what's going on in this trial, which seems to be going in the favor of Johnny Depp, or rather we had this trial just from two years ago in a different country that went Amber's direction. Yeah, I would want to know a little bit more about, one, what the hell was brought up, because I'm curious if there's the same amount of 
a psychoanalysis <laughs> on on this side of the pond. It seems like there's way more surveillance on this one, or at least there's way more surveillance I'm aware of. Well, I'll, I'll say this, man. So I, I guess getting to you pretty much hit on the one point I wanted to make about the story. Is that from what I was reading, just from the, happening in this case in the U.S., it seemed to be a lot of he said, she said. Like I just said, she's the abuser or I'm, or I'm the victim. She's the victim. And again, none of us really know what's actually true other than, you know, what's supposedly put out in court, which could be BS too. But, but the fact of the matter is, this seems to me like a celebrity version of what we see on Facebook all the time. People hash out their relationships on Facebook to be seen. They're just doing it in a courtroom. And to me, it seemed like their relationship wasn't very good. And obviously it played out in very physical ways when it comes to Mr. Depp losing his finger, uh, which wasn't her just actually gnawing it off with a knife. It was some other bottle-throwing incident that Johnny got his finger hurt. So to me, that's just seemed to be what it is. It seemed like a very bad relationship where probably both of them are truly at fault, to be honest with you. And I'm not going to play the game of which one's more at fault because in this scenario, it doesn't really matter. Um, I'd say no. So that's my thought on this case in general. Um, Yeah, it's just another case of showing you that celebrities have problems too when it comes to relationships. You know, so to me... They're just taking it to court, you know. So I really don't have much to say about this, to be honest with you. And I know it's not probably the best thing to say when it comes to a podcast, but to me, this is why I don't hold celebrities in high regard because they have the same problems we do. I mean, I'm not saying that. I know, and I know you're not saying you're holding them in high regard, but what I'm saying is I, and I know this is going to seem like it's really insensitive, insensitive, insensitive to me or by of me, but. It just is is normal people problems that everyone has on an everyday basis. Unfortunately, it just happened to be because they're celebrities just playing out on, on in the public. To me, and maybe I should make it so much about Johnny and Amber as opposed to just situation in general. But unfortunately, that's why we're talking about it because it is Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. I feel like I. It's easy to point at the fact that we're talking about a high profile former couple. But for me, what I'm seeing, like the fact that it's Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, the least fucking interesting thing about this. What's interesting about it to me is the um the the psychoanalysis that's happening. Um related to these personalities, the, the, the documentation that is being alleged. I mean, objectively, his profile took a hit when that, when that piece came out. And so if it's not a hundred percent as she said it was, and, and again, I need to be especially careful here. I'm like, listen, at no point did I say that he is absolved because there's a good chance he's being an asshole too. But the perspective of 
a male being a victim in a high profile case and domestic violence does does make it worth discussing because it's not something we talk about a lot in, in our culture. So, well, I mean, I will say this too. I, mean, I, I made this comment to somebody on social media as well is that I did see read about the whole uh, recording of Amber saying what, I, what we were saying earlier that the fact that go ahead and tell people you're a domestic uh, abuse victim no one's going to believe you because you're a man blah 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 again paraphrasing but that's unfortunately it may, and this word I'm going to use probably may, not, may or may not be the correct thing to say but I'll explain it if I need to Unfortunately, that's, you know, unconscious, sometimes conscious female privilege. The, the fact that obviously us men are viewed as the aggressors, we're viewed as the savages, we're viewed as the monsters in most cases, which is why many times, unfortunately, when police show up to a domestic abuse situation, we always have to be the ones to prove, I shouldn't say always, a lot of times we're the ones that have to prove that we're not the ones at fault. If, if indeed we were the ones not at fault, of course. So, Amber, obviously she put it out there verbally where somebody recorded it. But I have to also imagine she's not the only woman that's either feels strongly about that, has thought about that, or knows that. But that can be used to their advantage if they so choose. Again, not every woman, you know, choose to, you know, use that in underhanded ways. But the fact of the matter is, it's a thought. It is what it is. She ain't the only one that thinks like that. I know for a fact that she's not. And she probably, if originally, she probably wasn't wrong. Obviously, since I was a judge of a different you know, countries thought the same thing. So, but granted, obviously, like I said before, that could be the case. Oh, they're both abusers. They're both crying victim, as you as you say, sometimes. So, yeah, I I think that's a a good note to end on. Both parties could be partially wrong, and so. At I least partially, at least partially wrong. They both could be fully wrong for all we know. Oh. All right, that concludes our discussion on the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard uh, defamation case. Coming up next, we'll wrap up the show with our final thoughts.
Thank you for listening to the Calvar Bros Podcast with your hosts, Terrence and Jason. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave us a rating and review. Five stars, as always, are appreciated. You can always send the show feedback or show topics to calpartbros at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at calpartbros.com. You can also reach us at the CPB voicemail at 405-877-2767. That's 405-877-BROS. Who knows? Your message can end up on a future episode of this year's podcast. Jason, final thoughts for the people. Final thoughts are, man, hey, that was the first episode of year two of the bros. Off to a good start, I think. And folks, keep in mind that we do drop our episodes every Thursday, the audio version, and drop the segment videos every Monday to Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So make sure you check us out both ways. Be good Cal Bros stalkers and Cal Bros nerds. We appreciate that. You guys have been doing it. You guys recognize that the, we're the podcast to hear and watch, and you have been living it, loving it, and doing it. Thank you so much for that. Getting us off to year two, a great start as well. We very much appreciate that. Soak us all in. Soak in the love and the goodness of the Calpart Bros. Keep it out of the gutter, folks. But now it's that time. It's time for the catchphrase, the hashtag, and the line. Stay with me, folks. When it comes to all things Calpart Bros, make sure you like us, love us, share us, and follow us. Because if you like us, why wouldn't you? That's right. With that said, folks, this is Cal Park Rose signing off. Peace out, y'all. Like us, love us, share us, follow us. And if you like us, why wouldn't you?